FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, he totally wants to have sex. Not because he wants to get caught, but he wants to have sex where the potential that he could be caught. Oh, so exhibitionism is the idea that someone Somebody could walk in. Ooh, or that they might be watching. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm such a, a scopic, right? Um, which is different than voyeurism because in my mind, like I looked up that I looked up kinks one time and scopics are people who watch people have sex and the people know it. Okay. Okay. Voyeurism is somebody who watches people have sex and they don't know. It. Mm. So are you a voyeur or a scopic? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a creep. <laughs> I'm Sean Lee. I'm Lindsay. And we are the two wild orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And today we are going to talk about, you know it. It's not exhibitionism. It's risky behavior. Risky sex, baby. <laughs> Tom Cruise got nothing on us. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So have you ever had sex in a public place where you could have been caught? Many, many, many times. And what was the thrill? Uh, the thrill was the idea of potentially getting caught. It just added that element of mystique. Have you ever been caught? Yes. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I'm not slick at all. <laughs> okay, so tell me about when you were caught. Uh, it was in high school. I was having sex with my high school boyfriend. And so we had a lot of outdoor sex because we had nowhere else to go. Our parents right. weren't going to let us do it in the house. So we'd have sex a lot in the backseat of our cars. And we got caught multiple times doing that. People knocking on the windows. Nice. Um, but the one time we were at the local park having sex, as we normally did, mm -hmm. and... Uh, Someone walked up to us and asked us a question. Asked us a question. We're underneath the cover, like this blanket. Like, uh, clearly, we're doing something here. <laughs> like, like, which way to Main Street? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Could you ask someone else, please? It was so awkward. Like, his and then, I mean, I've gotten caught also by um, the same guy. His mom walked in on us having sex. And that was horrible because he was inside of me talking to his fucking mother. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my god! It, it was just triggered a memory for me. <laughs> oh my god! Your face right now. <laughs> well, because I remember a time I got caught. I'd forgotten until just this moment. Tell me. Okay, so my first husband and I were dating, and we were staying at a friend's house, and he was going down on me. Okay, <laughs> so I'm laying on the bed, legs spread, his head's between my legs, and the yeah. door opens. Oh god! It was um, a friend of ours, younger brother, and I was mortified. So we made up, we we're in high school, right? So we make up some bullshit excuse that I had something, a cut on the inside of my leg. Naturally. Him to find it. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was just being a good sport. <laughs> he was just helping me out. Forget that his face was wet and shiny. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, years later, that little brother like put it together one day, like, oh, she oh. really didn't have a cut, did she? You know, I don't know that he believed this when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. Okay. So I think risky behavior, risky sex behaviors, um, I think it's that element of maybe that's what happens with couples when they've been together too long is they stop doing that risky stuff. And that's where the boredom kind of sets in, whether you're married or you've been in a long-term relationship. If you stop taking those, because here's the thing, when you have a mortgage and when you have a house and when you have your own bedroom, why have sex in the park? That's true. You have a safe environment. Exactly. So I think people get a little safe in that and then it takes away some of the, some of the fun that you had earlier. Yeah. And when you're in a relationship, that's something that you and that other person, only you two could understand that moment when you were having this risky sex mm -hmm. and how that felt. So it kind of connects you, you know, it you totally have that bonding does. and bondage maybe. 
bondage is risky. It is. Okay. So whenever we started playing in, in, and we play in BDSM, I don't live it as a 24-7 life, although I have several friends who do. But um, when we first started playing in it, and he would like tie me to the wall, right? He would take off my blindfold and he'd go, look, see this? This is where you pull. If I have a heart attack and die while we're doing this, this will get you out. I always thought that was very clever. Yeah. I would never have thought that. It's clever, but it also is a way to get your heart rate yeah. up before you even start. He's like, so if, if, I, if, if I, you know, flog you against the wall for a while and then I stop and you're blindfolded and, you're, and I'm not responding to you because I've had a heart attack and died, here's how you get out. Pull the safety cord. Pull the safety cord. That is so interesting. Yes. I love being tied up too. Oh. Yes. Man, there is something about being tied up to a bed and fucked. There is. I was uh, dating one of my partners across the country and he lived in, in Ohio and I was in Colorado and I sent him a package in the mail with some bondage equipment for his bed with a note that just said, um, let's have some fun next time I'm in town. Ooh. So he had it all set up and ready for us. And it's so fun. I love just being a little submissive. Being a little slut. Yeah. Okay. So turn around and look from, from the studio. See the, co- see the corner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tied to the poster bed. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have props ready to go. <laughs> well, I wonder what the housekeepers think when they come. <laughs> They know you guys are some kinky little freaks. When she put my vibrator on my bed after she found it under the bed. Oh my God. I was just like, oh Jesus. How do you, oh Jesus. Like, How I, do you go back from that? I wondered where my vibrator was. I reached for it. And I was like, <laughs> where the hell did that thing go? And then the housekeeper leaves it on the bed for me. That is just a really nice housekeeper though. I thought she sanitized it and everything for you. I don't know. I did. <laughs> I did afterwards. Okay. Have you ever had sex going down the road? Yes, I have given head, I've given road head, mm-hmm. which is dangerous because Yeah, you get some guys to bite his dick off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, if there's a bump, first of all, the back of my throat's gonna have a hole in it. <laughs> but also I've had one guy that he would get so into it that I thought he was gonna crash. Like, we're like, gonna die. We need to pull over. <laughs> um and then one time I had a guy uh go down on me while I was driving, and that one was a little bit that seems like that'd be awkward. It was it was not as easy, you know, to get to get down there, but it was fun. It, it, it did fun for the moment. It was more fingering than than licking. Yeah. Okay, so I've had sex, like sex sex. Holy shit, how did that work? Oh my god. It was okay. So I was dating a guy and he had a pickup truck. And we're on a back road, which is not far from his house, and we're driving down the road and I and he I undo his pants. He's hard. I'm wet and turned on. So I climb on top of him and I'm riding him as we're going down the road. Do not try this at home. <laughs> okay. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. It was a back road. There was no other traffic. Okay. Let me just put that all out. And and we were so young and stupid back then. Aww. Okay. Anyway, so we're having great sex and he's getting there and I'm getting there and we turned down to go down his road where his house is. And that's a dirt road. So there's lots of bumps. And so that was fun. Ooh. Okay. So we go to turn into his driveway and the way his house was set up, his sister's house was literally right, almost right catty corner to his house. And you had to drive through her driveway 
to get to his house, which normally is no big deal, except on this particular day, his mom is out there, his dad is out there, his sister, no, everyone not. is in the front yard. I swear to God, everyone is in the front yard and I'm riding his cock, pulling into the, pulling, I was just, no. I was mortified. And so I ducked down, hoping they don't see me, right? So, <laughs> so I put my head on his shoulder, thinking maybe if they just see one head, they won't know what he drives by. That is a whole other layer of risk. Yes, yes. That the family's going to standing see you. in the front yard <sighs> as I'm riding his cock as he pulls in. I was like, you, you could have just driven by. Okay, you could have just kept going. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? You're like, hey, mom and dad, <laughs> exactly. look what I got going on. Exactly. I was mortified. It was not like, show and tell time. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And so he ended up pulling into the garage, which he never pulled in the garage. And he pulled into the garage so that I could disentangle myself. <laughs> Pull your fucking pants up. And then his sister, who I love her, is the nosiest woman in America, says, what y'all doing that for? Why'd you pull in the garage? <laughs> Sally, back up. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. No reason. Nothing, nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so I was hooking up with a guy in... Colorado and it was risky behavior for sure because I will just say we should not have been having sex together. Um <laughs> we were in his pickup and I love me a country boy. Like I love the pickup trucks. I love that whole uh that whole thing. So we went up to uh I lived in the mountains. We went up to the mountains to one of the flats to watch the sunset. And again, I'm in a small town. Um we worked together, so that's risky, right? Like, I was like, why was, he, why was he a bad idea? The coworker sex. That, yeah. Um, he may have been in a relationship as he well. might have been her boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say he was not my boss. That's what I'm just checking. <laughs> um, she was his boss. Yeah. I was that night. <laughs> Come here, bitch. Yeah. So we're watching the sunset. We're in the pickup truck, and same thing. I jumped on top of him. Small town. There's other people around. My fat ass honks the goddamn horn. No, no. So trying to be all casual, risky behavior. Uh, uh. Oh no! And yes. everyone's like, "Hey, what's wrong with them? Maybe they need help." <laughs> it was horrible. Ugh, it was mortifying. Okay, so what risky behavior have you not done that you want to do? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking it too. I'm like, what have I not done? So we were talking earlier this morning over breakfast that, you know, multiples, like group sex, threesomes, mm -hmm. foursomes, all of that's risky. I find foursomes more risky, although part of our conversation this morning was threesomes you felt were more risky. Yeah, totally. And and those I've, I think from experience. So with foursomes, I've always felt like there was enough people to play with each other. And threesomes, there was the potential for one person to feel left out. So when we were in hedonism one, one time back at the ranch, um, there was a couple that we met and I was super into the guy. Like, and I'm very infrequently into, into a guy, particularly whose guy who's married to someone else. Like, it's just not my thing. Anyway, and um, my partner was going down on her and this other guy and I were totally into each other. We were just kissing and touching and we were just having a really nice time. And out of nowhere, she starts screeching. Oh my God, you're not touching me. You're not looking at me. Could you not put your hand on me? Oh no. And I am like, it's like being dumped in ice cold water, right? Because it was like I was having a great time, really hot, and then I wasn't. And I look at my partner and he looks at me like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I was like, you were supposed to keep her occupied. You had one job. You had one job. <laughs> it was her. <laughs> and it was her. And she's screaming. And he, the, the guy I was with, is looking at her like, what is wrong with you? And so they ended up divorcing, actually. Oh shit! Not over that, but oh, that, I that was, was like, oh, <laughs> home record yeah. for us. 
<laughs> that is the risk that you take is that someone's going to get upset. It's like a worst case scenario. And she did. And she did. And they ended up divorcing. I think he's been married, I don't know, three or four times now. But um, he and I still have played together over the years. But we did not play together at hedonism that time because she, she couldn't handle it. Oh, yeah. So I think that there's a risk when you open your relationship to anything. Oh, absolutely. Swinging, foursomes, threesomes, couple swapping, any of that. You know, you asked something that I would like to do that's risky. Yeah, yeah I've, I've played I around with... I was giving with, you time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, boo. <laughs> I've played around with nipple clamps. I've done the handcuffs. I've been tied up. I want to do a true bondage experience, though. Like, I want to go to Amsterdam where you can get in a room. Do they not provide that in Amsterdam? I'm wondering why you want to go to Amsterdam to do it. Like, I'm in. I'm a traveler. Oh. But you mean, wanna... Do you know somewhere local? I do. Oh, take me. <laughs> I do. I live in South Florida, baby. It's the mecca for, uh, for alternative risky How sex. did I not know this? Yeah. No, there's several dungeons here. So if you really want to get tied up, and have that whole like rigor experience where they where they suspend you and all of that. Yeah, and I have to have a safe word. And you have to have a safe word. Oh my <laughs> oh, god, she's okay, babe. I can see your panties getting wet over here. Close your legs. Thank you. <laughs> I hear that all the time. <laughs> um, but no, in South Florida, what we moved here for a lifestyle, not the lifestyle. I'm always very careful to clarify. I wanted to be able to eat outside and do things on the water. That that's why we moved here. But as a byproduct and a bonus, there's a very large swinging community here. There's a very large uh, kink community here. So there's several dungeons in South Florida. And there's several parties like, um, not Fantasy Fest, that's down in Key West, uh, Fetish Factory. Fetish Factory, with, with the exception of the COVID, like, ex- sure, you know, sure. excluding that, they have a once a month, very big fetish party. But the kink community has something going on literally every night of the week. You can go to, like, I went to whips class and learned how to, how to, there's risky sex, learned how yes. to make the whip crack, right? Because you're oh, not, okay, yeah. by the way, you're not supposed to hit the whip on the ground. I learned that lesson. But when you, um, not because I did it, because I watched someone and, a, and Madame A actually said to me, that's no bueno. You don't do that. I was like, yes, oh, ma'am. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I learned by watching someone else. She's like, you do not do that. Yes, ma'am. I do not. <laughs> okay. But they taught me how to crack the whip where you were you just take it and you like fling it and then it yes. makes the cracker sound. So they have they have classes all the time and they have events to do that have nothing to do with sex, but that help strengthen the bond within the community. So when you meet someone and it's called pickup play and you want to go to the dungeon, you want to get tied up, you tell them what your limits are, you make sure you negotiate it and bam, you're tied up, baby. I can make it happen. I'm in. You should see your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> her eyes are as big as her face and I'm telling you I'm watching her panties get wet from where I sit across the table the next time I roll into town I have a U-Haul attached to the back <laughs> I'm moving in I'm moving in I'm staying in South Florida I told you you wanted to live here I know okay so have you heard about this ice cube challenge that's been that's been going around no Okay. So I thought about it because another risky behavior is I have had a guy put a popsicle right in inside me and i didn't really care for that because it was so cold that for me that was risky right like it was it numbed me and turned you off i bet it did it turned me off um but i have heard about people putting an ice cube in their mouth letting their tongue get cold and then licking you i love that i bet that would be hot yeah or cold the ice cube challenge i guess is where you just put the ice cube right on like the clit or the lips of it yeah that's risky. That's like sticking your tongue on a piece of metal and hoping your tongue doesn't get stuck. Right. Like a Christmas story. <laughs> right. In the winter time. Right. Where, where you lick the bowl and then, and then they pour water yeah. on you. Yeah. No. Oh. 
No, no. Okay, so it's interesting when you say that, like you're talking about like, okay, because when you are younger and you read things in magazines like Cosmopolitan and it gives you bad advice and you try it, yeah, right? Okay. Have you ever done the Altoids blowjob? No. If you'd like to burn his penis, by all means, stick an Altoids in your mouth and suck his cock. Oh, poor cock. Poor cock. So I tried that one. That was pretty risky because he was unhappy. And it took him a very long time to be willing to let me put anything in my mouth (laughs) and suck his cock again. So when I did Pop Rocks, okay, I've heard of this. He says it feels like sandpaper. No. (laughs) So I burned his cock. I rubbed the skin (laughs) off of it. The same guy. Oh, no. Are you allowed to like put your mouth on his dick at all at this point? Usually there's a waiver sign. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you are only going to stick your mouth on my nothing else, right? You have to open your mouth and check for reasons. Right, exactly. He checks no gum, nothing. Okay. Uh, You may. Taking it back to Vietnam. Okay. (laughs) A little awkward. Uh, What about piercings? I have never been with anyone. That's risky. I think it's totally risky. I've never been with anyone who's had any of that pierced. Okay. Have you? No, but I have friends, mm-hmm. um, two girlfriends that have their clip pierced. They swear and it's the so good. act of getting it pierced to me is what's so risky because I, I don't want, there's so many nerve endings down there. What if you get it pierced and you never feel your clit again? No. Like that scares me. Yes. Like, but every, but here's the thing. I don't know about you, but I did a lot of research because I was going to get my clip here. So I was feeling, I was feeling risky. I was feeling brave. Feeling a little kinky. Feeling a little kinky. And so my ex-girlfriend and I were going to go get our clits pierced together. And everything I read online said, everything, the, the sensation is so good. You, it makes you more sensitive. You can have more orgasms by walking. And I talked to people who had clip piercings and they said it, but I'm a chicken shit. Yeah. Right. Um, if you have your clit or your uh, penis pinched or pinched, if you have it um, pierced, if you have a Prince Albert, if you have any piercings down below, please get into our Two Wild Orchids Facebook group. We want to hear about it. Like I have, I have questions. Did you have better orgasms? What happens if the Prince Albert little ring comes out and y'all are fucking? Like I have questions. Yeah, the movie. I think the sweetest thing with Cameron Diaz and Christina Applegate mm-hmm. and their friend. She sucks the guy's dick that has a dick piercing and it gets stuck behind her tonsil <gasps> and they have to call in the movie they have to call like the fire department and the police oh my god and they have to like sing and she hums to, to like <laughs> get it out but i mean that's a risk right i have i'm gonna have to, i've never seen the movie oh girl you gotta watch it i'm gonna watch the movie because i can't but that that's a risk right what if what if you're having sex and all right here you go you know how they talk about when you're when you're risky things when you're younger and you have braces and the two braces locked together oh no okay so that's what i picture happening if his penis goes inside me the prince albert it will hook onto my uterus and i will be, i'll be fucked and we won't be able to move this makes me not want to have sex right now okay <laughs> which is better than she was before yeah. <laughs> i dated a guy that had his tongue pierced in high school and that what was it like to kiss him uh it was fine i like i mean i loved it but i loved when he went down on me Oh, really? He would rub the the ball um, mm-hmm. that was pierced in his tongue on my clit, and right. he would do it gentle enough that it was phenomenal. Ooh, have you seen the um the the mouth things you can put in your mouth? It's like a mouth vibrator. No, for yeah, I'll show you. I have one. Okay. Um, it looks like um almost like a Bluetooth, if you will, like the kind you hook on your ear, mm-hmm. but it hooks on the side of your mouth, and it's a vibrator. So when you're giving head, it vibrates. Ooh, I'll link one in the show notes because I think it's good. Perfect. Um, what about the, the risky behavior of sex while you mentioned driving, but on a plane? I have always wanted to be part of the Mile High Club. You're not a part of it? Okay. So the most I've got is my partner and I were in a seat 
we're flying back and he and we I've been turned on all weekend. It's been like a crazy sex vacation. And we're in the we're in the plane. I'm up against the window and he's talking dirty in my ear, which y'all already know. I love me some audio porn. So he's talking dirty in my ear and he's pinching my nipple. And I got to tell you, I came that close to coming all over that plane seat. Yes. Yeah. And he hadn't even touched my pussy, but I was so turned on. But that's it. That's my mile high story. That's the best I got. (laughs) I just accidentally licked the microphone (laughs) while you're telling that story. Was that my nipple in your mind? Every time we talk about anything on the show, I'm just like, I melt into this chair. She licked the microphone. It does look like a penis. I would like to point out microphones look like penises. It really does. Um, I was on a flight to LA with my partner at the time, long-term partner at the time. And he actually fingered me on the plane. And I remember this young girl was on the window seat. I was in the middle. and he Oh my God, you're in the middle? Yes. Jesus. This was terrible because I'm pretty sure the girl w- woke up halfway through. She started like squirming, I think, to indicate to us, hey, I know that you're finger banging this chick right now. But we had a, a blanket over us and I totally came. Oh And I God. am allowed. Like when I come... There is no, like when I'm with a man or a woman and they're like, oh, was that good? And I was like, you fucking know it was great. <laughs> screaming and squirming. Let's not play around. Are you a screamer or are you a moaner? Uh, I'm a moaner. I'm a moaner. Because like uh, yeah. there was this girl that we had been with. And I, I finally told her, I said, because I'm real dominant with women. With women I'm like, you're going to come quietly. Oh. Because I, I couldn't stand the sound. Yeah. She'd be like, ah! Oh, no. And the whole time. I mean, but here's the thing. Her orgasms were the longest things I've ever seen. And all I could think every time she came was, I want what she's having. <laughs> like, whatever it is she's got going on, I want one of those. Okay, right? but, but she would scream nonstop at a pitch that you just want, you just want to shove a, a pillow in her mouth. She could not have sex on a plane then. No. She would be screwed. I no. had to shove my face in his shoulder. Because mm-hmm. mine's more of definitely like a, like a, ah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, And yeah. then like, it just like grows the, from oh. that. Yeah, and then it's like, ah, uh, like yeah. whatever. So wait, Lindsay, show us your best fake orgasm. Come on. Okay. Uh, uh, oh my god, that's basically it. <laughs> times that times like six in a row. Don't give up your day job. <laughs> fake orgasms, audio porn, not my thing. Not your thing. I highly recommend audio porn of you and your partner. I'm going to give that a try this week. I want to hear about it. Oh, you, you feel, will. Feel free to send me the audio. Oh. Yeah. I will. Okay. I'll send you some audio. Maybe I'll play a little little bit for the listeners. Oh, that'd be hot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no... So when my Lana takes over, I'm a dirty girl. Mm. I mean, I say things that I look back and listen to my audio porn and go, fuck, who said that? <laughs> that sounds like my <laughs> voice. <laughs> that really does sound like me. Oh, oh, I did that. Okay. <laughs> I black out during sex. <laughs> that sounds like some really good sex. Yes, yes. I actually had really good sex with a partner recently. And um, I recorded it for my other partner. And then when I listened to it, I was like, I, I that like I was embarrassed. Oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> I couldn't believe I said the things I said. Oh. I was like, I'm such a dirty girl. And I, you oh. know, and, fuck me, daddy. I don't know what all I said, but I said a lot of dirty things that when I listened back, I went, was that me? Were you getting turned on from it? It was odd for me because I, I really think I black out during sex. I mean, seriously, I just go for it. And, I get, and I'm a dirty girl when I go in that space. So for me, it was more of like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because in daylight, I, I don't like to do sexy talk. Mm, unless I'm working. Out at night. Yeah, but my inner whore comes out at night. 
Yeah. All right. Now, what other kind of risky you, sex? Go ahead. Do you ever have risky sex just to say you've done it? Fuck yeah. Okay. How about you? Well, I was thinking the airplane thing. I did have sex on a plane once in a bathroom, but it wasn't it wasn't really hot. My brother was on the plane. We were flying to London. <laughs> and then the guy I was dating at the time, I pulled him into the bathroom and basically we just, you know, put it in to say we did it. And Okay, hold on a minute. How tall are you? Five eight. How tall was he? Oh, I don't know, six foot, six one. How the hell did y'all do that in an airplane bathroom? Yeah. Bathrooms well, are not big enough. It was an international flight. Okay. And we did it. Okay, because one of my partners, as you know, is a giant. Yeah. We can't have sex in our own shower. Oh. Okay, so a, a bath, this is just not going to happen. Oh, yeah, someone like him. Yeah. That would not have happened. happened. No. no. We, we put it in for a little bit, and then that was it. We said, hey, Mile High Club, check. So I think I'm just going to rent a private plane or get my own private jet. Yeah. Right? And then I'm going to have sex in it every day. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I want to have jet. Yeah. I want to have risky sex in front of my my crew as on my private jet. <laughs> yeah. They can't ask you to sit down. This is my plane, bitch. My fucking plane, bitch. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it. You sit down and call TSA. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you ever um, do you ever participate in phone sex or... Yeah, mutual yeah. masturbation. Oh man, you know that is risky because it's really brave. Just to, I think it's it takes a lot of courage, no matter how long you've been with somebody, to let them see you pleasure yourself. That's so true, right? Because there's a masturbation, such a selfish, intimate act, right? Into me, I see, like Alana was telling us, mm-hmm. right? But to spread my legs, let you take a gander. Okay. Right. And then show you how I like my vibrator positioned or my fingers or things that maybe I don't show anybody else. That to me is risky. That's a that's a big vulnerability space. Totally vulnerable. What about you? I had phone sex last night with a new partner for the first time. She was time. in my house. I was in your pool <laughs> <laughs> while you were asleep. Yeah. I went to sleep early last night. I was beat. Yeah, and it was vulnerable. It was definitely I had a couple of drinks in me, so that helped. Liquid courage. Liquid courage, of course. Um, but still, like I, I would have moments that I would pull myself out of it because I was thinking, like, what is my face doing? And you know, can he see what my hands are, how they're how they're spreading my lips, the rhythm that I use? I'm so it's so hot. You did that in my pool. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the most action in my pool scene, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that's like the most vanilla thing that's happened in there. I, I think you might be right, actually. <laughs> yeah, because I saw my partner get sucked off in the pool recently. Right. Yeah, I told you when I watched that girl suck a dick, I want a penis. Yes. One day. Well, that was the other element. Was was your long term partner going to walk down during it? Were you going to walk down during? Oh, it? so yeah, there was that risk of you getting mm-hmm. caught being. T- oh, yeah. I wish I'd have been awake. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have totally walked in on you. Because at one point he did come down. Your partner came mm-hmm. down earlier in the evening when I was swimming to right. let the dogs out or do something. Right. And so it was definitely a potential. Oh, and you liked that risk, didn't mm-hmm. you, you dirty girl? I did. Because <laughs> like, at one point I was even thinking like maybe they're watching from the window. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a why. Why didn't you wake me? We need like a call, like a call, a call. We need that. We need that. We need that code word. Like she's gonna text you know, mango. Yeah. I'm like, oh, mango, Jason. That means we're supposed to go to the window. Yes. Okay, good to know. Mango's the word. Mango's the word. If you guys would like to see when Lindsay masturbate, by all means, get into Two Wild Orchids group and write mango. <laughs> I'm not saying she'll do it. We just want to know if you want to see it. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. All um, right. So what other risky sex do we have? 
I I find sex toys to be risky. Oh, tell me more. Well, well, uh, butt plugs. I've never used one. You know my story about butt plugs. I love your story about butt plugs. The listeners know your story about butt plugs. You know what? Let me tell it again. So the way this, the way the podcast started was I um, was having breakfast and I got a text message from somebody that I talked to maybe six times a year. And I consider him a very good friend, but it's not like we talk every day. And out of nowhere on this morning, I get a text message from him that says, what's your opinion of butt plugs? And I was like, uh, well, this is a very interesting and <laughs> awkward way to start the conversation, but okay, I'll play. And so I called him up and I said, well, what are we talking about here? Are they silicone or stainless steel? Are they, do they vibrate? Does it have a tail? Are you going to wear it? Is your partner going to wear it? Do you need a remote control? Like, I got questions. <laughs> if you're going to have a butt plug conversation with me, <laughs> we have to, to establish what kind of butt plug are we talking about? And so literally the next day, um, my ex-girlfriend called me and said, let's start a podcast. And I said, let's talk about sex. And that was it. The two wild orchids was born. But that's how, because of butt plugs. All over butt so plugs. So I have a very special place in my heart for butt plugs. <laughs> Maybe that should be our logo. <laughs> I have a very special place in my heart for butt plugs. I do, because it started the show. Why are we not selling two wild orchid butt plugs? They could be butt plug weights for their office table to use. No, I think no. that you are on to something, my little marketing genius, by all means. Check out the Two Wild Orchids store. At some point, there will be butt plugs. And if you want butt plugs, I mean, let us know. That's right. We want to know. Get in the group and let us know. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I think you're right. I think toys are, are very um, risky because if your partner is not into butt plugs or anal play or nipple clamps or any of that, to introduce that puts you in that risky space too. Yeah, you're you're so vulnerable during sex anyway. And then add in an element that you might think is like a little kink or a little freak. Uh but but still normal within your realms of kinky freaky. Totally. Right? But right. they're like, dude, what are you thinking? Yeah, like, whoa, slow down, sister. Right. Okay, so I have one. Okay, here Don't you me. go. <laughs> pick me, pick me, pick me. Okay. So same kind of a concept with as with the toys, but here you go. Letting someone know your deepest, dirtiest fantasies. Oh, like if you're okay. So like there's, um, there's so much porn out there. Right. But let's say you're into, um, I'm trying to think of something like anal sex. Like we were just talking about butt plugs. Right. If you're into anal sex and you're with someone who you don't know is into anal sex and you like search, you know, ass fuckers too. Okay. <laughs> For clearly she's made this search before. <laughs> I'm just saying on Pornhub or threesome anal sex or whatever your anal kinks are, you put them into your search engine and your partner is not into it, now you've, now you've exposed that part of yourself. Right. And, and, you, and you leave it open to their judgment. And so to me, that's super risky. Totally vulnerable. Right? Because there are some, I'm like, I, I have studied lots of porn. I've watched lots of porn because I love it, but I've studied a lot of it. And some of it, I, I look at it and I go, ooh, I'm not thinking I dig that at all. But somewhere, someone does or it wouldn't be out there. Exactly. You know, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing about porn. People might look down on it or be um, embarrassed about it, and there's no reason to because clearly, if you're watching it, that means that someone else has a similar interest Kink. in it. Yeah, and that can be risky too. Is introducing. I remember the first time I asked a partner to watch porn with me, the specific partner, and he agreed to it and was physically shaking. What? When we started watching it, he was so nervous. Why? And so after we had sex, I asked him, I said, what was that about? And he said, I was nervous that you were going to judge me or that you weren't going to like what I liked or that this was a trick because I'm assuming girls in his past maybe 
chastised him for watching porn or you know i can only imagine right and i was like no that was hot as fuck right let's do that again exactly so it's interesting that you say that because um i my secret shame okay mm. is my tlc smothered which is also smut tv okay okay and in one of those episodes of smothered the woman thought her her boyfriend of a long time had cheated on her because he watched porn and masturbated she considered that cheating. She considered that cheating. Wow. And I thought, what? Whoa. He took care of his own needs because you weren't in the mood. Like, I'm confused by this. Wow. I don't think if a guy, I think, you know, I think if you watch porn and, you know, remember boys, porn's not real. Okay. <laughs> but if you watch it and you enjoy it, male or female, and you are handling in your own desires, your own orgasm, your own needs, how, I, like, that's you and you having a you moment. How is that cheating? Exactly. It's not like he's reaching out, sending love letters to this to these people that he was watching. Right. It's like we talked about yesterday briefly about strip clubs. The safest place for a guy is a strip club. Exactly. Because when the money runs out, the honey runs out. Bye bye. Bye bye. Done. We're, we're on to our next victim. Right. Or our next customer. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so is that risky? A risky sex behavior? Going to a strip club. Going to a strip club. <sighs> not for me. I don't think so either. But I can understand. So I. But I. But I do know that there are some women who really, really object to their men going to strip clubs. Because they think that they're having sex with a I don't know that they think strippers? that they're having sex because they also object to them going to like Hooters or any of those places. Oh, like it's I, can, I can remember um, one of my partners going out with, with guy friends and all the guys were telling me, dude, don't tell my wife we're here. My is like, she knows where I'm at. Like mm -hmm. we don't have secrets. But I, I think that there's this belief that these women are better than you, stronger than you, cuter than you, sexier than you, hotter than you, and your husband's going to want them. And that's such bullshit. Yeah. Because everybody likes variety. If you went to a buffet and the only thing you could eat on the buffet is rice every day, mm -mm. you might be looking at those mashed potatoes like that's pretty good. Hell yeah. Okay. So why, but, but you don't have to eat the mashed potatoes. You could just look at the mashed potatoes. Right. And that's, that's where I think the risk can be removed removed is if we realize we're human mm -hmm. because for every woman or man that's that's potentially jealous of what their partner's doing you know that you're you're finding someone else attractive yeah at some point in your life that's normal we're humans that's you, okay you know that brings up because the riskiest behavior i think sexually that anyone can do is cheat which is the one thing we didn't really cover at all that's right? a good point that is the riskiest thing you can do because so much is at stake it's not just getting caught it's getting caught by somebody you care about it's risking losing your family. It's risking losing your children. It's risking losing everything. That, to me, that's the riskiest behavior you can do. But if you can just kind of pull back from that a minute and look at it objectively, like you were saying, I know that if my partner, any of my partners, finds someone else attractive, it is not a representation of their feelings for me. It took me a long time to get there. But more importantly than that, I know there are times a hot guy walks by, I'm like, holy fuckballs, Batman. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm going to lock you in my closet and take you out to play on Tuesdays. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can have those feelings where I see someone really attractive and, I, and, and for whatever reason, I'm attracted to them, whether it's their physical or whatever, what makes me think that people in my life don't feel the same? And this is where I scream from the mountaintops yet again, kudos, monos. Kudos, monos. I'm going to get t-shirts made that say that. <laughs> Because I, I really think it takes a lot to be able to say that this is the only person that I'm committed to having sex with. Because I've been in relationships where I, I know that you're not the only person I'm thinking about right. having sex with or that I'm attracted to, but I've committed 
to only have sex with one person before. Right. But and I, that takes a lot. It takes a fuck Kudos. lot. Kudos, monos, because, you know, it's like, I want to, I, I just think that I was, I mentioned before, I really love fantasy talk. So sometimes when I'm in bed with any of my partners, like, okay, I have a newer partner and he knows, he learned that I like dirty talk. So he tells me about his adventures with other women. Fucking A. So you want to, right? You want to make me come all over the place? Tell me about you and somebody else. The voyeur scoping in me is like, bam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, risky behavior. I love watching someone I'm in a committed relationship with get their dick sucked oh by my someone God. else. That is the fucking, that's, I knew we were sisters from other <laughs> That is to me, that's why every time I watch that friend of mine, that yes. is to me the hottest fucking thing. When you watch somebody you love get in a blowjob. It's the love thing that you're, they're being satisfied. I think it's beautiful. And you can watch their face. You can watch yeah. the passion on their face. You can watch them watching her. You can watch her watching him. Oh, fuck balls, Batman. It's yes. so hot. And I can see though how some people would see that as risky sexual behavior. Because what if he likes her blowjob better than mine? Right. Okay. I got to tell you, my girlfriend who gives such great BJs, yes. I asked her, like, what do you do? Because I feel like I give a pretty good blowjob and then I watch you do it. And I feel like, like, I got to go back to blowjob school. Right. Right. Because she, but she tells a funny story. Somebody I hope to have her on the show. She tells a funny story when she was in ninth grade that how this girl now is a mystery, knew is a mystery to me. And she gave her literally step-by-step instructions. This is what you do. Put your hands under here, rub their balls, scratch their taint, stick your finger in their ass, all sorts of things that nobody taught me about doing blowjobs. This is the type of healthcare class that we <laughs> needed in school. Well, you know what? I think that we should make, I think you and I should make an online course about how to give a good blowjob. Absolutely. Okay. Because I think there are a lot of women out there who don't know. And I think there are a lot of men out there who would like to have a nice way of telling their women, hey, you, you know, like, I love fucking you, baby. Your pussy's really tight, but your blowjob sucks. Right. Right. Men, if this is you with your women, by all means, give them this show to listen to. We are happy to enlighten them. But I think we should make a course about that. We, I would take it. Would you suck the dildo on camera? Absolutely. Me too. Okay, we'll do it. Yay! <laughs> Absolutely. For the sake of men all around the world. I'm in. For you. Just for Just you. Just for men. you, boys. Just for you. <laughs> oh, oh, should we get live stand ins? What is, tell me more. I'm just thinking because when you went, so when I went to Beyond Leather, one of the classes at Beyond Leather was a blowjob class. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did not know this. Okay. I was going to the class after that. I walk in, there are naked men and penises everywhere and girls on their knees. I swear to God. And I went, what did I miss? <laughs> Someone didn't tell me to come to the eight o'clock. Somebody exactly right. How did I miss that in the schedule? Okay. Yeah. Listen, I'm open. All right. So maybe we'll get, we'll get, our, we'll get stand-ins because yeah. there should be some, well, this would be a good class. It's not going to be porn. You guys get your asses out of the gutter. We are yeah. podcasters, not porn stars. Amen, sister. Right. All right. And on that note, Miss Lindsay. I'm going to say stay sexy. And I'm going to tell you to buy our blowjob course. Yes. (laughs) 